If you're receiving this transmission, this is Black Spire Broadcast. found this frequency, we're broadcasting from an undisclosed location in the Outer Rim Territories. Welcome to Black Spire Broadcast, the voice of the Rebellion. I'm your host, David. Glad to have you with us this evening. Thank you for trusting your time with the BSB Podcast, as this is the inaugural episode. And fittingly, it will be about the Book of Boba Fett. This show was highly anticipated and was teased so, so well at the end of Season 2 of The Mandalorian. Uh, but we may have been a little let down, as I would call the first four episodes, The Book of Boba Fett, as we'll review it that way. And then the last three are really The Mandalorian Season 2.5. With us this evening is fellow Star Wars superfan and my wife, the always knowledgeable Mary. We would be honored if you would join. Mary, welcome to the Black Spire Broadcast, and thank you for taking the time to be our inaugural guest. It means a ton that you take the time to do this for me. Thank you for having me. Darth Vader, coolest intro ever. Right, I don't know if there's a better um, voice to introduce you uh, to a show, so that's that's our theme what here. What does that say about me? There's not a better voice other than Darth Vader. To introduce you to the show? Absolutely. <laughs> who, who would you rather have welcome you on to something? Exactly. Not the Emperor. He sounds like a senile old man. Uh, but the Book of Boba Fett. The Book of Boba Fett. Incredible series, I thought. Yeah, no, I think there's parts that I'm not happy with, and there's parts that I really, really like, and there's stuff that I knew they'd do, and there's stuff that I expected them to do that um, you know, it just didn't unfold the way I thought. But yeah, we can just start from the top and work our way through. So, uh, episode one. Chapter one. Stranger in a Strange Land. And I think that from the beginning, we knew we were going to get the Sarlacc escape. They had to start there. That was pretty obvious, and I'm happy that we got that. Um, And they kind of clarified how it all went down. Well, before we even got the Sarlacc escape, we got Boba in the Bacta tank, but then you get the flashback of... Django um, in the Battle of Geonosis getting basically decapitated. Oh, yeah. Um, and then you get this. So, like, right. you're, you're reminded of... Yeah, the flashbacks began early, and they ended up being often in this series. Yes. And, but, but I did appreciate this flashback. I understood yeah. that, hey, this caused some problems in Boba's life and shaped his path. Right. Because um, his father figure was killed. Um, and... We know he hates Mace Windu, mm-hmm. as you see in Clone Wars. Right. Uh, well, and so I just thought it was very interesting to tie that in because you get a lot of just the the hardships that Boba's faced in just one scene, and then and then yeah. flash forward, you're in a sarlacc in the insides of a sarlacc. Yeah, and I love surviving. how they, they show the struggle. They shr- they show. That it's gross in there, that it's acidic, and it's eating the best car. And you see that stormtrooper, um, and, and Boba struggling to breathe, and you see him 
take that hose out of the stormtrooper's helmet and, and get a few breaths of air. And um, he uses his very famous uh, Mandalorian wrist flamethrower and burns his way out. And, and we see his gauntlet come out of the sand. And, and that's, I don't know how you saw it happening, but that's how I kind of <laughs> imagined. I don't know, I don't know if I would have. How else do you crawl out of a Sarlacc other than like that? You know? Right. It's something we didn't see before. We never got it covered in the films or anything like that. Do you think that the insides are why he looks the way he does? Like why he has to be in the back to tank all the time is, you know, he was almost basically being dissolved inside the stomach. I do think that. I think that in Return of the Jedi, they talk about in the lead up to Han, Chewie, and... Luke's deaths that the Sarlacc digests you slowly for over the course of a thousand years. Um, and then we're seeing the product of that with his armor and his armor is incredibly strong as Beskar is, but the acid took its toll on him mm-hmm. and his armor. And I think, yeah. And I, I think that shows in later episodes, that's why he's constantly on back to tank. So, okay. Bust out of the Sarlacc mm-hmm. is gasping for air. And then these Jawas just come and, you know, jack him of his armor and leave him for dead. <laughs> yeah, and that's what the Jawas do. That's, as we learn later, and we'll discuss that episode later. But yeah, Jawas just steal stuff. They have no problem doing it, and that's what they do. And they don't care if there's a person in it or not. They steal stuff. Exactly. Uh-huh. And yeah, and who else would do it other than the Jawas? I think we knew it was going to be the Jawas. They're going to roll up in their sand crawler and, and steal stuff. And that's what they do. And then Tuscans find him. Mm-hmm. And yeah. this goes into this huge tale that is the Tuscan Raiders. I think you really mm-hmm. um, learn a lot, obviously. In, in these first few episodes of Strictly Boba, you know with the Tuscans and part of that right. tribalism. But right. so you're the Tuscans are pretty brutal with him getting him back to their camp. You know, it, they're almost dragging him in a sense. He's mm-hmm. so exhausted, so beat down. Um, and he's held prisoner with the Rodian, mm-hmm. um, the tattletale, the little tattletale Rodian, which is, which was perfect. I liked that. Um, it seemed like the Rodian was okay with being what appeared to be a slave. Um, but there's a point I wanted to, to make with Boba being led aimlessly through the desert, or at least that's what it looked like, um, is I thought that that was a nice parallel to A New Hope when R2 and 3PO land on um, Tatooine, and they're just roaming around aimlessly. And so I thought that was a cool parallel to see the first episode of this series... You know, Boba's right. roaming around aimlessly in the very first Star Wars movie, R2 and 3PO roaming around aimlessly on Tatooine also. So, you know, just a parallel, I think a nod to the fans, maybe. Yeah, I think that's very accurate. I think that we're also given a different light on Tusken Raiders in general. Mm-hmm. You know, we're, we're used to the brutality that is the Tusken Raiders when you see them in A New Hope and you see them... Um, and how they treat Anakin's mom. Um, yeah, Shmi. You, they, they're so brutal. They, they mm-hmm. killed her. You know, they beat her right. to a pulp that she was killed. Mm-hmm. So everyone has this view of the Tuscans being this 
these savages, right? And right. Um, you're you're sort of given a different light to them. Which oh yeah. I, I thought was very interesting because to me this whole Tuscan story is ve- very Native American esque, where um, you know Native Americans were seen as savages when in reality they're just there protecting their their land and right. and their traditions and and you know doing the best that they can where i think the tuscans are very very similar i would agree they're the native people to tatooine and ever since the water dried up on tatooine they've had to survive and they've done that the only way they know and everyone else that's ever showed up is an invader to them and um you know they have a right to be mad at everyone and it seems that for however many years yeah people have just treated them poorly so they don't like anyone right. um and you see that with boba that's, at first that's where i question okay so how can you be that brutal to a woman mind you shmi is a slave she's been a slave her whole mm-hmm. life she knows how to be a slave right, right. she knows not to rile anyone up or right. um how to basically shut up and color mm-hmm. and be a good slave i don't that sounds horrible. If there ever was a being a good right. Thing, but no, I mean, you're how, right. You how, want to survive. How do they treat her so poorly, but then not... Th- oh, yeah. Not really. It, Bo- Boba didn't different. get treated well, but he proved... So I think there's two ways to put it. He proved himself in a way that, that unlocked him from the shackles, and that's by killing the beast in, the, in this first episode. Um, but right. at the same time, I do think that as we learn in, in a later episode, all the Tuscan tribes are different. Very different. True, yeah. And it's very, you know, mirroring kind of a Native American culture of very how different tribes are maybe a little more brutal than others. Um, and I would agree. And perhaps that's where Shmi went was... Um, yeah, she might have just been with a tribe that was not, they're just bad people, they're criminals or something, or yeah. they're slavers, right? And they we, want slaves. Right, and we don't, we don't know enough about the Tuscans. This is really the only insight that we've gotten, um, you know, into the Tuscans. So. Right, right, and they've never really had a story. They've just been the bad guys. They're like the unimportant bad guys of Star right. Wars. They're never good. They're always they're in the way. not Pod yeah, episode one, they're <laughs> blasting pod racers. Right. They actually destroy a pod right. in that in that movie, which is really funny. But it's like, up oh, there's the Tuscans and doing their thing, and all we knew was their sounds and that they held their rifles above their heads and did the craziness. Right. But we got exposition of them finally, and they're they're no more important than they used to be in Star Wars, but they are important in Boba's story. I, I think they're very important in Boba's story. Mm-hmm. I think they're the reason why he's so tribe centered now oh for sure you know and appreciates loyalty i think a lot of why he appreciates loyalty translates back into his upbringing and his childhood Mm -hmm. but um you know he never had anyone after his father died who was loyal to him and it's important to note he never even had a father no he had a clone he was a clone it it was the clone of a guy that took him as a son, uh, you know, and, and that's the closest thing your daddy ever had. True. And 
I don't think it's been explained on the screen why Django did that. Why did Django want a clone for himself that didn't have accelerated aging? Right. He wanted a son. He wanted to raise... I think Django is very similar in Boba, is that, you know, these, these bounty hunters are very, you know, forced to live this solitary mm-hmm. lifestyle where Django didn't want that anymore. No. He wanted... A family, right. right? And what better person to have that's going to love you unconditionally than right. a child? Absolutely. Um, and I, I, I think it's unfortunate his upbringing because it it, it is what propels him into being oh, yeah. the badass Boba Fett that he is right. because of his upbringing. But you know, he was really never cared for in. Uh, parental way no. ever again ever since the uh-uh. battle of geonosis well and it's not Django's fault he had had a kid quote unquote had a kid at the worst time because about a half hour later the clone wars kicked off <laughs> right. and he got decapitated by mace right. windu and right. he just couldn't get away from his bounty hunter past because yep. he was working for darth tyrannus who's obviously right. the the apprentice of sidious and that's not the people you want to work for because you're, you know, good chance you're going to die. And he did. Obviously, he got killed by Master Mace Windu and, and Boba hates him for it. So, it's just, it's tragic and obviously that left a dent in, in Boba's mind. And and, and and you see that play out in the, cl- the Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. Um, Boba's hatred for Mace Windu, his attempts right. of assassination right. of Mace Windu. And um, you see him in you know, basically prison and mm-hmm. all of the, the the trials and tribulations that he's faced growing up in this bounty right. style life, bounty hunter lifestyle as a child. So yeah, he's a product of what his upbringing, I mean, he is the best bounty hunter right. to and, have and ever been. Yeah. No doubt. Um, but we just this, seen this is where this all comes full circle and is so cool to see and very interesting, I think, to see, you know, the full circle come back into this tribalism aspect of finding your people mm-hmm. amongst the, the savages, you know, like the, the, the tribes that you don't want to touch with on, or touch on Tatooine, you know? You're right, right. And then that nobody else would want to be a part of. And they found right. him. He didn't find them. Exactly. They found him. And a point that you mentioned, and I think it's really important because it was foreshadowed that the Boba we expect to see on the screen may not have ever materialized because in Clone Wars, you see that Boba is not, in fact, a bad person. He no is not like Aura Singh who wants no, him to just execute exactly. he's never that he he there's a line and he didn't want to cross it he wanted revenge which is fair i have right. no problem with him wanting to kill mace windu i have no problem yeah. with that and and he was fueled by revenge he wasn't fueled by power right he wasn't fueled by greed Right. Um, he was fueled by revenge. And I think that's very important to note. And I think why he was so successful. Um, because he was brought up to be such a, you know, incredible bounty hunter. Not being fueled by what bounty hunters are fueled by. You know, not like right, having right. that motivation. He was 
kind of forced upon that role. Um, and I think he does have a heart. He's like... Absolutely, you know, he has a heart. No doubt he has a heart. And I think what you're saying is so true. And his training came from Django Fett, who depends on... In, expand, in the Expanded Universe, he is Mandalorian, but a lot of people debate if he was ever Mandalorian, but it's confirmed now and in at the end of season two Mandalorian that he is Mandalorian when Boba Fett shows his little wrist gauntlet he's like ah oh, my lineage of my father's armor he's a Mandalorian and he was and I'm fine with Jango okay. Fett being a Mandalorian I'm not I'm ever I'm tired of hearing people debate that like let Jango Fett be a Mandalorian mm-hmm. so therefore Boba Fett is is, so, is a Mandalorian foundling question I mean at best he's a but that's fine that makes him Mandalorian because Din Djarin was the same thing a foundling right. in a sense He's more like, I guess you call Boba like a growling. <laughs> like he was grown in a facility right. and brought into the Mandalorian culture. Right. That's fine. I'll accept it. Right. Um, but he was trained by one of the best and worked with Orsing, who was a great bounty hunter, and other legends. And then he just developed it his own way. And yet he was ruthless. I mean, oh, he yeah. did some stuff that made him infamous. Right. And But he also got tired of it. And it was time to do something else, you know? Right. And I think that's where he realized that with the Tusken Raiders. Mm-hmm. I think, um, you know, he saw the sense of community that they had. Mm-hmm. And I think ever since Django died, he's always longed for that. Oh, yeah. We see Slave One fly off Camino so many times uh-huh. in, in this series. And we see Boba put his hand up against the yeah. glass and, like, Dad, don't go. Right. And you and you you remember in Attack of the Clones, he calls him Dad. You know, yeah. Oh, yeah. he's it's Dad, his son. His son, Dad. Yeah, you know, it's his father. Yeah, absolutely. And and it and it's sad that Django was trying to raise his son during the worst portion of the history of Star Wars. You know, the Clone then Wars. You, you uh, the the product of that is Boba Fett. Yeah, yeah, and <laughs> on a vengeance and and. It's funny that just this week, Timor Morrison, in an interview, stated, like, oh, I'd love to enact revenge on Mace Windu in a season two. So maybe he accidentally spoiled that we're getting a season two and that Mace We all assume Mace Windu's coming back, you know, uh, and I want him to. The more I sit here and think about I want him to come back because he, he beat Darth Sidious. He defeated the Emperor. And then Anakin came in and, and screwed the whole thing up. But, but one-on-one... Mace Windu beat Darth Sidious with a lightsaber. So that's cool. But I would love to see him come back. So maybe that happens. Maybe it doesn't. I hope so. But, but uh, I don't think Mace Windu would ever fight Boba. I he wouldn't you, seek him out. But if that, provoked, he would. You saw that in the Clone Wars. Oh, he was provoked in the Clone Wars. Boba attacked him numerous times. But not directly. Yes, Directly. They blew up the ship. But not, like, directly. Like, Boba well, Fett walked up to Mason Dew and pulled out a blaster sure, and sure, shot sure, him. Sure. Yes. Which is how it would happen now. This new established Boba Fett actually has a chance against Mace Windu. Not mm-hmm. kid Boba never had a chance. And that's why they did it in a, a guerrilla warfare manner. And, right. and it never worked. I mean, no. good. He's Mace Windu, right? He's, right. He's a hard character to kill. And that's why I don't think he's dead. And I, I think you also agree with that. But, yeah, um, I... I, I completely agree and you don't even have to de-age samuel jackson he's the perfect age he's getting older he, it'll be great just make him a little scarred and you've got mace right. windu make it look like he actually fell yeah uh, yeah and, and I, I i'm calling it now mace windu comes back but um oh, so, okay so back to we go off on tangents one. that's okay though. um 
he earns the Tuscans' trust by killing that. Yeah, by creature. the end of it, and I don't think we ever get the name of that creature, and I could go Google it, but I'm not going to. Um, but those creatures are so fitting in Star Wars because Star Wars is synonymous with random creatures. Well, it's, it's always, always in Star Wars. It like seems like crazy. it. Tatooine's no wonder Anakin hated Tatooine. Right? Look at like, look at that place. The ground is gonna come up and eat you. But every movie there was always creatures, right? You think of on Naboo as Jar Jar, Obi Wan, and Qui Gon are in the little boat, uh, and you see all the creatures eating the creatures, yeah, and yeah. and it's just creatures yes. are Star Wars. So it's cool that we got a cre- a lot of people complained about that creature for all these different reasons. I had no problem with it. I, I loved to see it. Was cool, and I thought it was. It was great, and it, it shows some of Boba's character that Absolutely. he was willing to save that child. He could have just let it eat the child and escaped, right? Right, right. He chose to save that child, kill the creature, and walk back to camp, you know? And um, allow that child to to come to to his own right in the tribe, like, mm-hmm. oh, you are a man now because mm-hmm. you did it. And the I love how the, um, I don't the, leader. Know, the shaman, maybe yeah. not a Tuscan shaman, but... The leader came out and knew he offered Boba a drink, right. and and he we knew respect. we knew yeah. like okay, yeah. you can you might be a part of this tribe. We're not we're not there yet, but all right, all right. And now we don't see him as a slave necessarily anymore. Right. He starts to get trained with gaffy right. sticks and things, and I think that begins um, episode two. Well, no, but. so you're still in all the flashbacks of episode one. What's actually happening present day? Um, in chapter one is, you know, people are coming to pay tribute and right. he's expecting the mayor of Mosaispa mm-hmm. to come pay tribute and he doesn't. He no. doesn't show up in person, nor does he pay tribute. Um, and you're, he's actually met with assassins. We don't, yep. we don't learn that the mayor sent those assassins Mm-mm. until chapter two, but that's where chapter one ends is... Um, you know, he's kind of cornered him. And he's injured again. Yeah. He's injured. Back to the back to the the tank. Um, and then we go into season. Yeah. And we see that Finnick is, uh, is pretty, pretty good at what she does as an assassin. She was a bounty hunter. Obviously she worked in bad batch as a bounty hunter, which we're going to get season two of. And we're going to see more of her. I'm sure in that show with a prominent role, but yeah, no, she's amazing. She's like his pit bull basically. And I, I just love giving a strong um character role to a female i think it's great i think star wars is doing this perfectly yeah i absolutely agree with that i think that um fennec is an amazing character um and i can't wait to see what they choose to do with her and i think we're gonna get a lot more like i said in bad batch season two and that's supposed to come in the spring so that should be in between now and obi-wan that should fill some time so, but there's one nod I want to give in episode one that I didn't, and that's the return of 8D8. That's Boba's droid um, that helps him with planning and whatnot. And it is always like, we need to send a message. We need to send a message. But that droid in Jabba's Palace in Return of the Jedi was actually a torture droid and tortured other droids. So we see him oh, repurposed now. Yeah. I didn't know that. And he's actually at, well, he's also at Galaxy's Edge and he works in that little restaurant. So it's kind of cool that we've seen that droid a few times, but he's called 8D8 and yeah, he returned from Return of the Jedi. That's and he's so repurposed cool. now. He's not a master of torture, but yeah, on to episode two. No longer a master of torture. Yes. <laughs> um, oh, well, is Jabba's Palace going to be still called Jabba's Palace. Oh, no. I'm not calling it Jabba's. This is Boba's Palace. This is 
Hey. Whatever you want to call it. I don't know what to call they it. but keep referencing it. Call it Freetown. <laughs> call it a Freetown free Palace. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, uh. Okay. So, the tribes of Tatooine, which was chapter two. Mm-hmm. Um, That's still one of my favorite episodes of the series. It's, it's, it's incredible. I, I like how it starts out because you get the twins, Jabba's cousins, mm-hmm. come. They and we're not sure that lineage. We don't know on the family tree where they fall because it has not been explained. Right. We just know they're a part of the Hut clan. Yeah. And um, I'll let you go further into the twins before I bring up um, the, and the important part where Fennec is like, you need permission to kill a Hut. Right. So, yeah, you know, you hear the drums and they're mm-hmm. carried. Um, and you out. see instantly the town knows the drums are synonymous with the huts apparently right. we, we don't need it's to know that common. but we learn it very quickly because everybody stops what they're doing and, and looks it's interesting to note because in episode in the first episode fennec was like you should be carried and mm-hmm. um it's a sign of power and, right and boba refuses to right he chooses that. to walk no and he also says i'm not going to rule with fear so clearly these people it's not that they respect java but they fear java exactly. and he foreshadows that in his dialogue so the twins are trying to, you know, stake claim to the territory. And, right. Um, I, I thought it was interesting that they basically tell him to sleep with one eye open, in mm-hmm. a sense. Um, and then you meet the scariest Wookiee of all Oh, Wookiees. Chrysanthemum. And I absolutely oh, love Chrysanthemum. How they did his costume mm-hmm. and his, like, the way his face um, comes across his mm-hmm. eyes, it, he is a scary Wookiee. Yeah, that you do not oh. want to mess with him. And I know he was scary and a lot of backstory with the comics and everything about that. Right, and that's one thing is most people that watch this show probably have no idea who Chrysanthemum is. He used to be called Black Chrysanthemum, and I mean, I'm sure for Disney Plus reasons, he's now Chrysanthemum. But mm-hmm. either way, he is not new. He's in comic books, and um, he's a character. I mean, there's there's been action figures of him for years. But yeah, welcome back and welcome into the the big screen. Well, the small screen, I guess. But yeah, he's right. he's not a new character, right. and but he stole the that whole scene. I mean, I forgot that oh the huts were even I, there. Yeah, I, but Boba and him have a past. Well, they, they have, have a history. history, and so what's funny is they've worked together too. So. Right. Um, I almost think that was like a... A stupid move, yeah, maybe. Because was like, okay. Like... Uh, yeah, I, 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 I don't know. I mean, granted. I know he has respect for... Yeah, yeah. Um, it's mutual. Right. I think the mutual... But, but, I, but I do know that the Huts pay, and they pay well. So if they paid Chrysanthemum to kill Boba, it's just it. business. Yeah. Eh? It's just like personal. Just like Boba tells Chrysanthemum, <laughs> hey, it's not personal. It's, it's just, just business. business. Right. I... So, yeah, that's where... Why do you have to have permission to? Yeah, and I don't think that's thoroughly explained, but I don't think it also needs to be explained because if we look at the huts, the huts are the hut clan. It's not just the huts, but the hut clan, they're very powerful. They're one of the five syndicates, and uh, they're arguably the most powerful with with Crimson Dawn, but um, they operate very much like the mafia and if you look at the mafia if you were a marked man is what the mafia called it so in this a member of the hut clan there needs to be permission from the top to kill somebody if you carry out an assassination without that blessing 
the entire clan comes after you. And I don't think Boba Finnick and their two useless Gamorrean guards are going to stand a chance. Against they don't have any muscle that we find later at this time. True. So that that is why. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Or at least I, that's my that's my theory. That's not explained, but I think that um, the Star Wars Underworld operates much like the Mafia. At least that's what I think. I bet you, I bet you're very... I've, I think that's probably where they get a lot of their... Um, Look, they drive inspiration through that. And I think that's actually been highlighted intentionally by Favreau and Filoni prior to releasing it. As they were doing interviews to hype up the series, they said, like, oh, well, there's a power rift in the galaxy now as Jabba's dead. So we would like to explore this from a perspective of the mafia. And what they're doing with Boba is he's like a mafia don. He doesn't have to carry out the the street work anymore that's other people's jobs and then we get the we're still getting the flashbacks in Mm -hmm. chapter two to the tuscans um and and we're seeing after boba earns the trust um of the tuscans for killing that sand creature we're seeing you know him slowly start to become part of the tribe you know he's training with a staff um yeah, the Giffy stick. Gaffy yeah. stick. I'm Gaffy Giffy. Stick. Jesus. Giffy. Gaffy. I can't speak. <laughs> Gaffy stick is what it's called. Um, so yeah. he's starting to learn, you know, their combat. And um, then they get attacked by this train. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it ends up being the, the Pike Syndicate making their grand return from uh, Solo, a Star Wars story. Right, and I think this is where... Again, you see Boba's character developed. You see those heartstrings being pulled as they're burning the dead of the Tuscans, and and I think he cries. I actually do. I think I, I think I see some some watery eyes. So he's yeah. not. Yeah, he, you know, he he feels like this needs to stop. It, right. You know, can't go on, and he goes and steals the speeder bikes of the Nitco speeder bike gang. Yes. Yeah, so Took he, me a while to remember their name. Nitco. Um, yeah. So get speeder bikes, um, is training the Tuscans how to ride the speeder bikes. Which is hilarious. <laughs> Which is like exactly how I'd expect it to go. Training, yeah, someone who's never seen a car to drive a car before. Yeah, or so. doesn't barely speaks your language. Right. It was great. That was pretty funny. It was yeah. incredible. And then they take on the train. Like and a bantha. Six, yeah, ride it like a bantha. I wish you could see me, but I'm doing the motion. They're, uh... They're successful in taking over the mm-hmm. Pikes train. Mm-hmm. I think that has a lot to say, too, about the Tuscan. Yeah, there's that one Tuscan that stands out in that, you know, and, and, and is, like, the, the, the obvious best Tuscan warrior. The warrior, um, yeah. And so that character is really cool. It's played by a female. It is a female, and I'm they don't really talk about gender and the Tuscans, and, you know, I won't go down that rabbit hole, but... It is played by a female, so I'm going to go with and just say that that is a female. Yeah. I don't know, but I think so. Incredible. I think Mm -hmm. it's great. Yeah, it's cool. If it is. Um, It's super cool. So they take over the train and and they tell the pikes, you know. You You don't run spice here no more. Or you can, but you're going to pay us. Right. You're going to, yeah, because the Tuscans are the natives. Yeah. Yeah. These are our our lands and Mm -hmm. you're going to pay us. And they're our lands. Mm -hmm. You know, Boba is Tuscan at this Mm -hmm. point. He is. Exactly. And, he, and I love that. I think that is a cool way to wrap that well, up. Well, and that's what leads into the gift of the lizard up the mm-hmm. nose, you know, mm-hmm. and, and the symbolism of everything he sees. He sees 
um, his father again, mm-hmm. you know, another flashback to that in the ocean and the water. And um, it's like a rite of passage. Right. He gets his branch and brings it mm-hmm. back. Um, you got to face your demons and, exactly, yeah, and I thought, I thought come was... back from it. You see the really cool CGI effects of Boba walking towards the tree. And then it flashes to him in his full original Beskar armor from you know the original trilogy. And it's like, oh, there's a cool homage. Right. Yeah, I thought it was really well done. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... He makes his own... Gaffy stick. Yes. Oh. And, and he actually makes it, and I love how they show him forging it. I thought it was really um, cool. With what I will call like an armor. You know, right. The equivalent right. of a Tuscan armor. I thought that was so cool. And why he wears what he wears under mm-hmm. his Beskar now. Yeah, I, you see the black robes being yeah. donned on him, much, much like watching the suit be put on Darth Vader. I, I know that that's, that's a... Interesting different parallel. parallel, yeah. But I do think I recall watching the suit in, at the end of episode three being put on Vader, and a similar thing. It's like, man, that that's becoming new. Obviously, the, it's becoming who he is. Yeah, right? so yeah. This is part of who Boba is. Now. Right. He is Tuscan. Right, and 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 I think that it's so cool now because when we look back at season two Mandalorian, when we see Boba, we're like, what is he wearing underneath his armor? This is new, mm-hmm. and now we know what it is. So he's. Like a Tuscan Mandalorian. It's really cool. Right. I actually really like that. And then you, um, you're basically at the end of that, that, um, episode, but I think it was, it sets you up for, you know, what's to come. Which right. Is and there's three. one character that did not get mentioned in the first episode when we travel to the, the upscale cantina in most Espa. Um, and that's the little blue elephant looking guy. His name's Max Rebo. He plays in the band. He was at, he was in the original trilogy playing at the cantina. And he survived. He's alive. And he's, uh, he's he there. is, he's at an upscale job. And later on, I'm going to discuss him again because um, he's at the cantina when it gets blown up. So, interesting. One of the darling characters of Star Wars that everybody cares about, the little blue elephant called Max Rebo. He is he is brought back. <laughs> Only to be killed again. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> we don't we don't actually know. Um yeah, so the streets of Mosespa. This is mm. my least favorite episode. Mine too. Mine too easily. Um I do not like the go-go gadget robotic no, gang. No, and like it's been five and a half hours easily talking about the mods and the only thing, the only pro is the mods are directly linked. Not even these mods, but the mod, this concept of the mods are why Fennec is alive. So, all right, I'm okay with that. Um, and that's later, obviously. But, yeah, the mods, I don't like it. I don't like these Go-Go Gadget Vespa riders. They don't fit tattooing. They, don't f- they might fit Star Wars elsewhere. But They're these bright... Colors. It looks like they came straight from a car wash, even though they're supposed to be poor and can't have water or anything. Right. But they're dressed like the people from that rich planet on in the Last Jedi, where they're they're like all black yeah. market gun dealers, right. and they're at a party. Yeah, no, I didn't like it. It didn't fit. It was silly, and it shows that Robert Rodriguez's bandwidth is very minimal, and all he understands is how to do Spy Kids-related stuff. And he brought his Spy Kids stuff with him. He literally opened that book up from like 20-plus years ago and slammed it right into Star Wars. And I There's your Spy Kids. I think most people didn't like it. Um, I've Not seen mixed reviews on that. People, look, I, I just think it was stupid. I thought 
that the CGI was done poorly, even in their chase in that in that episode. Um, it was really slow. It should have been sped up. Right. And the only cool part was Boba Fett lands with his jetpack at the end of that speeder chase. Only cool part was about two seconds of Boba Fett landing. It, we saw his jetpack get used. I think, um, well, that's even after he um, asked these kids to work for him. Oh, yeah. I think, I I'm thought, jumping I around, thought, but yeah. I thought that was really cool is, um, again, you're showing the heart of Boba Fett. Yeah, and I and I appreciated that, but I, I gotta admit, when that girl back talked to him, I wanted to see him slap her. <laughs> I wanted, like, a reminder, like, hey, I'm kind, but it is not weakness. But I didn't get that, so unfortunately, and you don't really get that anywhere, um, unfortunately. But yeah, Bob, Bob, everybody knows Boba's name. Boba's feared, right? Uh, except for by the um, punk teenage kids that don't look very poor, but apparently don't have jobs and steal water. Exactly. And Which is it, interesting. You have to farm water on Tatooine. Yes, yeah, so never it's a, something that I ever thought about until this, just now. Huh? Yeah. Was, well, and it was shown to us in A New Hope. I mean, Luke grew up on a moisture farm and they use what are called moisture moisture evaporators that draw moisture from the atmosphere and convert it into water because it's a desert there is no, no wa- water none no water you have basically got to manufacture your own right um so there's moisture farms all over Tatooine. very interesting yeah very interesting i never put those dots together mm-hmm. i guess um, and hence look at the tuscans this is a bunch of water in this show you know they're little black melons mm-hmm. that's a source of water they call it milk also it's milk water um but yeah water is very central to this very very central so um then we kind of go back you know in another flashback to the back tuscans to the back to tank. when um he's riding the Bantha into mm-hmm. town to collect his payment from the Pikes mm-hmm. for the, on behalf of the Tuscans, um, and he's told that you know they're getting protection from that biker gang. Yeah, the Nitco Speeder Gang. Yep, and that the Pikes don't want to be seen doing business with both, but they'll happily do business with either. Um, right. And so Boba basically says, like, you ain't got to worry about them. Yeah. Which we later see in another <laughs> episode. He, they do get taken <laughs> care of. But so then he goes back and all the Tuscans are dead. They're all dead. Except we don't see one. We don't we see don't the see, We're going to call her the female warrior. Um, and who knows her fate or destiny. But um, yeah. So in that, that was horrible for him. I think that was a, a crushing moment. And... Um, you know, it, it will absolutely lead into the next episode, but um, oh, well, and then he's crazily woken up from the mm-hmm. back to tank more by, percent, uh... and <laughs> percent, and doing his thing. He right. beats up uh, Boba in an adult diaper, basically. <laughs> Poor Boba didn't, Boba's not anything without his armor. That's important to, I think, we realize well, I think that. he still tried to hold his own. Well, he tried, but you yeah. see the mods, everybody is an army of people, including versus Chrysanthemum, and that should just, mm-hmm. I mean, we all know. The Wookiees are incredibly strong. We've learned that with Chewie. And, and, oh my um, gosh, Chewie compared to Chrysanthemum. Yeah, Chewie looks anorexic oh compared gosh, to Chrysanthemum, yeah. unfortunately. Like, he looks like a cuddly um, little Yeah, and Chewie's there. a fan. For, I love Chewie. I'll oh always gosh, love yes. Chewie. But Chrysanthemum is scary. And and he's a gla- he was a gladiator. I mean, it shows he survived a fight with Obi-Wan. He has a lightsaber gash above his eye. 
Um, so he, he is a strong character and it shows. And I'm even shocked that Chrysanthemum got captured. I And it's only because of the Rancor pit that he did. Um, without that, he wasn't getting captured. And right. it was funny because Chrysanthemum falls into the pit and we op- and it starts opening. And everybody that knows Star Wars is like, well, the Rancor is dead. Luke killed it. What What's going on? Do they have another one? Is there something well, no, else? They originally used the Rancor pit for the assassin mm-hmm. to try and scare the assassin right. back in episode one or two. Is, yeah, yeah. So yeah, we end already of knew one. that there was no Rancor in there because... But um, they tried to tease that there was something going I know, on. They tried to Because they opened the gate, you know, and... You know, yeah, exactly. Exactly. But um, I don't even... I, that was in the first one. You're right. Yeah, I remember yeah, that. That was with the assassin. Mm. I don't think that was. That was. By the way, the... they tried to tease a rancor, and right. and we're all like, "Hold on a minute! They killed the rancor. Luke did, right. but did they get another one? Right. You know, and they do. They do. There's a new yeah, rancor. When they, when they, you know, return. I mean, the huts come and say, "Oh, we're sorry." We Which tried was to confusing. Kill you. Um, we're gonna pull out of here anyway. This is a lost cause. It's a right. terrible rock planet. Nobody likes tattooing. Right. So then you basically um, get this trading of prisoners in a sense. Prisoner where, swap, croissant for Rancor. For Rancor, yeah. which is like way better. Yeah, but the <laughs> Huss didn't even want croissant. They're like, do as you will with him. And he just let him go, which yeah. is great, you know, because it's, it's not personal, it's business. Right, but I didn't, and I love what they call scug holes. If you take it from an ex-bounty hunter, don't do business with scug holes. I believe mm-hmm. there's words. Um, but I did not like that croissant just ran off to the right side of the screen. It made me think, what, is his house like a block over or something? Like, where did he go? Right. Obviously, we know he, he gets employed by Boba and, and, and he we assume. He goes to drink his sorrows away. Yeah, at the canti- <laughs> the upscale cantina in, in, in chapter four. Yeah, yeah. I, I want to go back to the Rancor mm. because I want a Rancor now. Well, now that I know that they're potentially cute and cuddly, not just these terrifying beasts of the galaxy, um, like they're like we're led to believe. And the um, imprint on the first human they see, I think right, it's right. incredible. Yeah, um, and I think that is so awesome. And I How love that. How much do you think they paid the actor? Danny Trejo. <laughs> yeah, Dan- a lot. He's expensive. <laughs> but Danny Trejo posted, I think, on Twitter where he's like, yeah, that's right. I'm a Rancor trainer. <laughs> and you know what? I think we all overlook the fact that Rancors have trainers. Um, and Because the there's an original they're, one. They're, they're bred to fight but they're very gentle and have a lot of emotions mm-hmm. for a creature of like dogs too. like like dogs are emotional right. creatures too the, the witches we, of Dath, dathomir, dathomir rode, rode them. them famously yeah. and i they mentioned that for a reason um and, and boba think, himself said i will ride this race yeah. i will ride it and 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 he says i want to spend more time with him and things like mm-hmm. that so yeah, and, and which then you, you go to chapter four when he's meeting with all of the crime lords of mm-hmm. the area, and the rain course just below him, and, and like, the claws oh, come through. I, I forgot to feed him, you know, just yeah. like very nonchalantly oh. Oh. letting them know, hey, I have a rain core now. So rain cores are one of my. There's a reason my Savvy's Workshop Galaxy's Edge lightsaber has a rain core tooth <laughs> on it. They are incredible. Oh um, yeah, I, I want one as a pet. Yes, That's they what we're are have in the house amazing. Now. I don't know where you, we don't have a big enough house for a <laughs> rancor, but um, <laughs> but anyway, going going into chapter four and and mm-hmm. he's meeting with all the crime lords of the area. I don't know if you call them crime lords. But no, they the heads are heads of that's all a, the families. That's exactly what it is. Heads of um, all the families, and basically just says, "Hey, the Pikes are going to move against me. Um, just don't side with the Pikes." Right. Well, initially he's like, "Will you help?" And they're like. 
Nah, no, we're not yeah. gonna do that. So yeah, they come to an agreement that just don't get in the way, don't right. don't contribute to the Pikes at least, and we, you know, and um, they all they all leave, and we're kind of left like, oh, what's what's gonna happen? But then Fennec asks, like, hey, how much money we got? And Boba's basically like, well, money's not a problem, and she's like, well, we need muscle. And well, that's at the end of the episode. I know, but that's like, a, obvi- I know, and I skipped episode. it because the <laughs> the most important but, thing but happens. It's really important that you know we go back to what the episode was about in that you know you have the flashbacks of them getting slave one back mm-hmm. um, fire fire sprinkler and ship <laughs> gotta be politically correct so you're getting his ship back um mm-hmm. you have him saving fennec you know that was the the main um flashback of chapter absolutely i love seeing saved that fennec and how he saved fennec um, and then yeah, using the mods. Him. They go to like a tattoo shop thing. Right. That yeah, so that was strange. the only part I was cool with. I was like, you know what? That seems like Star Wars. It seems like they have like a tattoo shop, basically, that turns people into droids or enhances them. True. I thought that was cool. I had yeah. no problem with that. I thought that was cool too. And I, um, so then for her to repay him, um, she basically helps a life him get, debt. H- helps him get his ship back, right? Right. And they're talking about being a bounty hunter and how she's going to be solo after this mm-hmm. and things like that. And um, he said he's tired of working for idiots. Right, right. Um, and, and, and it goes that, on to the Sarlacc pit. Which, but okay. I want to hint at right before when he's like, I'm tired of working for idiots. He worked for Darth Vader. <laughs> so just think about that. He indirectly called Anakin an idiot. So that's crazy. I would call Anakin an idiot. Granted, Anakin wasn't pulling any strings, like, pretty much ever. Um, he was very much manipulated. Yeah. Um, but anyways, yeah, going going forward. Um, but yeah, so they go to the Sarlacc pit. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, this is me not being a big, not being as big of a Star Wars nerd as you. I didn't know this, the Sarlacc was still alive. I don't think any of us did. I thought it was dead after and it was he a second used one. the flamethrower flame to crawl out. So You know, that one would draw that conclusion, though, because I didn't... Ex- we all thought... I jumped out of my yeah. seat when I saw well, that. Well, you see the flashlight of, of Slave yeah. One's flashlight looking down there, and I'm like... We know the armor's not down there. Yeah. We already know that from Mandalorian. But he doesn't know. Right. Apparently, he yeah, he just lost his mind after that. Um, but... Yeah, I, don't, I didn't know. And then they got it. Boom. Sarlacc attacks. That was great that, that they did that and had... The, I mean, I, lo- I love the fact that he had to go back there and try to find his armor. Uh-huh. And and then the Sarlacc attacks and they can't stop it. It's so strong. It's like destroying the ship, sucking it down. And then Finnick is able to release a seismic charge, which is like the most famous noise in all of Star Wars. Mm-hmm. The brrrr. Yeah. And, yeah. oh, amazing. And then... Yeah, don't touch my button. Next time, <laughs> Such don't a touch male my thing to say. Yeah, yeah, I mean, Next time, do not touch. Right, this. Just don't. Even though you literally saved the day, <laughs> don't do it again. And that was cool. And but, um, and then so they're you know reaping the rewards. Like, mm-hmm. what are you gonna do after this? And, and well, that leads into the Nitco speeder bike gang getting oh, shot, which that. was one of the best I did like, scenes. I did like that. You know, because I remember in the trailer we see this speeder bike gang cruising through the. The sands of Tatooine, and um, and then I don't know where you see a little spot on the screen that keeps getting bigger. It's obviously Slave One. You see the and he's just and I love the that they pan to his face and he's just mowing these people down. That was awesome. I thought it was really good too. That was awesome. I really liked how 
um, Boba and Fennec were talking and, um, you know, she's like, I don't know what jobs I'm going to find, but I'm going to be solo. And he's like, I can offer you something that money can't buy and that's loyalty. Mm -hmm. And he's like, have you, you you know, you've never been offered that before basically. And, and not only does he say he'll let her have a cut of all the profits that they make, but that he's willing to die for her basically you know trade which is cool yeah which which is cool i don't think she's ever you know we don't know that but i'm assuming not right how do you become a bounty hunter you know right this this bounty hunter that's bounty hunters are known to be solo mm -hmm. you know they operate independently generally so i think having a sense of that just goes to show more of like the sense of belonging Mm -hmm. and tribalism and the symbolism that's there um, and I love of it. creating I it's great. his tribe. And then, you know, present day, um, they're gearing up for the fight with the Pikes. Yep. And, and that's where you lead into, you know, we can buy muscle. And then you get the dun-dun-dun teaser of, of the Mandalorian theme song. And the and it was fantastic. I love and, that. And, and then chapter five opens up with that. And... Bryce Dallas Howard did job. She did a fantastic job. Um, I love everything about this episode except for the fact that Boba Fett forgot to show up. (laughs) He made a a brief cameo. That wasn't even in that episode. That's in in the next episode. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So this was um, chapter 2.5, episode 1 of The Mandalorian. Yeah, so we end (laughs) the Book of Boba Fett basically. (laughs) If you're not interested in any more of this conversation, you can go ahead and stop listening to this podcast at this point because we just reviewed The Book of Boba Fett. But it got fan... I mean, this is so good. This is everything we wanted um, from probably a different show. This is everything I wanted back in... The Mandalorian. The, the season two of The Mandalorian. Yeah, yeah. Or, well, in season three, clearly we're getting it. Right, I, I'm, I'm assuming we're also getting an Ahsoka series. I, I don't know, but we got a lot. We got a couple of episodes that were made for Star Wars fans. Oh, it was, like, it was incredible. Like, fanfare cr- like crazy, and I loved and I loved it, but yeah. it. This, we're back to Din Djarin being a badass bounty hunter. Yeah, he has I no idea. Warm. It, or cool. I can bring you oh yeah, that's a famous line. I'm, I I want to. Sometimes when I'm pissed at my neighbors, I don't want to tell them that. But yeah, it's fantastic, and I love how they tease behind those transparent curtains, a silhouette. I immediately knew it was Din Djarin. I saw the spear. With the spear, yeah. But I think they did that so people would be like, "Is that Boba? Are we looking at Boba?" Like, no, there's a spear. I knew, and no, boom, he comes heard through. The music. Well, cues as soon as he steps through, and you knew, yeah, and you knew it was him, it was and. Incredible. I love that. I just they did that episode is so good. It just has nothing to do with Boba. You don't yeah. hear about Boba till the very end of the episode, where you know. And I don't want to fast forward to it yet because this episode has so much to talk about. But well, and I think so. It's important to note. You know, you get a little bit more of the Mandalorian history because if you never watch, if you never watch Clone Wars, you don't really understand everything that's happened to Mandalore and you know the history behind it so I think that having the armor kind of tell that history in a way you know when they discuss Bo-Katan and how she was basically given the Darksaber right Mm -hmm. um and it wasn't won in battle by Creed um and and that's how Mandalore was you know succumbed to 
the tragedy that was Mandalore. Right, um, and all the shenanigans that happened prior to that with Maul being Mandalore. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's crazy. And but yeah, you're right. Bo-Katan, she was given it in Rebels, and we thought that was legitimate in Rebels, and now we realize no, it wasn't. It had to be one in combat. And we learned that in season two of Mandalorian. But yeah, continuing on, it, it exactly. I, I I really liked that. You know, fans who haven't necessarily watched the animated series or, or read comics know a little bit more history about Mandalore because I think sure. it's really important um, to understand that and understand like the Darksaber and who mm-hmm. wields it and um, everything that goes behind that because the Darksaber is fighting against Din Djarin, which I think right. is very important. He does not use it. He doesn't know and he's not letting it use itself basically right you know? mm-hmm. um, so that makes me wonder do lightsabers work the same way because i don't know is, is it, it like that harry easy potter like the wand chooses the wizard right i don't know and i mean maybe. that's how a lightsaber <laughs> is the crystal chooses the jedi way and or the sith right um so it is the dark saber kyber yes okay it, so fun- it is made the same way so going on to the nerd history that i do think will be covered later um is the original Mandalore the Great um, in the expanded universe. He is a Mandalorian, but he's trained in the Jedi ways. He's force sensitive and creates the dark saber, which is interesting. Jedi create lightsabers, right? He created something that was unique to the Mandalorian the cause. But yeah, it, it is it is a, it is a, basically the same, just not it's it's built differently, right? Different tradition, I guess you could say. But it's one of a kind. There's nothing else like it. So he battles um, Visla. Mm-hmm. What's his um, Tar Vizsla? Tar Vizsla. That's because that's because um. And Vizsla Clan Vizsla, um, which is a Mandalorian clan. Yeah, they're the dark. They are leaders of the Death Watch. They are the leaders of the Death Watch. They are the reason why you kind of had the Moon of Moons of Concordia, where mm-hmm. where they were the old ways of the Mandalorians were hanging out during mm-hmm. the Clone Wars when, um. The uh, people of Mandalore, Duchess were still, Satine, yeah. yeah, when they were all pacifists, which is like the polar opposite of what and Mandalorians Satine are. And Bokatan were um, sisters, right? Mm, yes. So, just a very interesting lineage. I think that's yeah, really cool. There's a whole that show that could be told there, right? Well, an entire show on just and maybe Mandalore. we get that because there's some kind of drama that Bokatan's getting her own show. Whether that's true or not, I have no idea. Oh, but there might there might be, um, and it'd be worth telling it there. And I think it's important also to note that a Dinjarn bests um, Visla, so yep. he he didn't win the dark saber. No, and the reason that that fight happened is Tar believes that the dark saber still belongs to Clan Visla, as it did before when right. pre Visla in the Clone Wars had it. Had it. As yeah. he fights um, Obi Wan Kenobi, I believe right. initially we see him fight Maul. Maul defeats him and um, lays claim to Mandalore. Right. And that, and through ruler. combat, right? So, right. Darth Maul, who's no longer Darth, was the Mandalore. Right. And I think, I mean, jumping around a little, having the Beskar spear being made into armor for a quote unquote specific foundling mm-hmm. is very interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, we knew who it was. And, you know, at the end of that scene with the Mandalorians, how. They, they were asking if he's ever removed his helmet. And, well, he was, and I was pissed at that because I'm like tired of that stuff, to tell you the truth. Of I, not removing the helmet. 
I appreciate his his, but he's still stuck in these Death Watch ways. And Bo-Katan made it clear in Mandalorian season two that that was this your creed was a was a faction of the Death Watch, and you guys, why do you live by that? You don't but have Bo-Katan to. Bo-Katan also lost Mandalore. Yeah, so. she did her own thing. She made up her own <laughs> rules, and she's like, right. I'm yeah. So, so I, it's I, interesting. I, yeah, it's it's very interesting. I hope they go more into that mm-hmm. in Mandalorian season three. But right, so he has to go cleanse himself by creed under the minds of Mandalore and the which he doesn't think exists waters. anymore. It's he, been destroyed. So we don't know. Maybe mm-hmm. that's you know hinting at what's going to happen. Is that the Night of a Thousand Tears? I believe is what it's called. Is when the Empire destroys yeah, Mandalore. Mandalore, and we yeah. actually see that for the first time in live action, which is pretty cool. The Tie Bombers coming in there and. Yep. destroying it which was which was pretty cool to see and i think i'm getting real nerdy here but the k2so droids you see them walking around those are the droids from solo a star wars st- story um that was an imperial droid that they that helps them out it's pretty cool but it's just a cool parallel that they're going back to their other movies but um, yeah cool to see that live action and uh, and then he, he has to fly coach out of there because yeah, he, he yeah. lost his uh <laughs> the, the almighty tsa droid there from star tours at disney world stops uh, him and says you can't have weapons yeah. on this and it's like that felt like real life for sure so, man <laughs> i want all the damn rules of the of the tsa you know i can't take anything on the airplane so Very naturally interesting you know and he's flying coach and more yeah. rodians and that was that was a cool little going back to Tatooine. Yep, yep. And that, well, I thought, hey, we're going to see Boba. Not quite. We got to make pit stop first. And he's got to get his Naboo one. Yeah, because he's right. led to believe that, um, my gosh, I, can't, I wish I'd looked up her name. I did not take the time. But uh, one of our favorite characters from season two, Mandalorian. Yeah, her pit droids that are famous from episode one. But um, yeah, so we thought, I thought we were going to get a Razor Crest because he's asking for a Razor Crest. Yeah. He wants and his then, razor crest back. Yeah, which is destroyed, obviously. But we see a ship underneath a, a cloak, a cover, and I thought it was Cad Bane's ship. And if, if you guys remember Cad Bane's ship from Clone Wars, is shaped very similarly. It's like, oh, that's Cad Bane's. But it was not. It was an N1 starfighter from Naboo that is famous in Episode One, And everybody immediately was like, Anakin's. That's Anakin's. And yeah, some super nerds that did way more work than me <laughs> looked into that, and it's not Anakin's because the symbols... The pilot names on the side of the cockpit do not match up. But so. it's still like, so a relic. Cool. I love it's a relic that, of. I love that they got that. I love that yeah. they're tying in the prequels. Kinda, yes, the prequels are officially tied in. It's um, incredible to this new genre, which right. is awesome. I love that. Really, in a single episode, you get the original trilogy, the sequel trilogy, and the prequel trilogy. You get them all, and it's good. I love that everything's been tied in. Mm-hmm. Um, through the use of the droids, that that droid that you see—I don't know what it's called—that um, that's hopping around and whatnot. That's even from a video game. So we got um, got a lot of really yeah. We cool. got some really we got some really cool tie-ins there. Um, so we're seeing. I think that's Cal Kestis is his name. He's the character from the video game. Um, so we're t- we're tying in everything. And then he gets uh, pulled over on his test drive yeah yeah and the game's jedi fallen order it it, it left my mind but it's called fallen order but anyways <laughs> that he gets pulled over on his test drive oh hi yep damn new republic cops by the same two new republic cops that you see in season two of the mandalorian mm-hmm. when they're on that I, the worst so we thought it was ilum but it's not ilum but yeah 
with those stupid spiders. Um, anyway. For the spider. Yeah. Anyways, I won't go into that. <laughs> but yeah, because I can go down that rabbit hole too. But yeah, I love that. And, and the one guy's interviewing him, right? The old, he's like, hey, you know, your voice is familiar. Were you a pilot of a particular razor crest that, you know, and, and he's like, mm. oh, gonna use this get out of here quick. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and that, and that rookie pilot is like, man, he jumped, he jumped a light speed. Like, no, those are, what is it? Sub, suborbital thrusters. I want to say is what it was. Somebody's going to quote me on that and I'm going to be wrong. But yeah, it was just crazy. It was like, that was But isn't cool. this so funny is, um, after they're like, well, are we going to get him? Are we going to chase him? Do you want to write the report? It's so funny, like the <laughs> and I took parallels. And the, personally, I was like, as a former police officer, I thought that's the damn truth. Yeah. <laughs> that is the damn no, no. We're just gonna go. I, I'm we not going not back. No paper. Write that report. No paper on this one. None. So then he basically comes back from his test drive um, and lands, and you hear that he had a visitor. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it turned out to be Fennec. Yeah, and I was wondering when we were going to see something that had anything to do with the Book of Boba Fett. So I was glad it showed up, <laughs> thankfully. At the uh, end. Yeah. This light cameo. Uh-huh, and she she propositions that Boba, Boba needs some help. They need to hire some muscle. She throws him a bag of credits. And he's like, Boba? Uh-uh, it's on the house. Right. So that was cool. I, I like but that he did that. he needs to visit a Yep, yep, and I think we all know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We all know who that's going to be. Um, before we move on to the next episode, I want to make a quick correction. As I jogged my memory um, earlier, I stated that it was Tar Vizsla that challenged uh, Din Djarin for the Dark Saber, and it's not. Tar Vizsla was the original Dark Saber wielder, um, and it was in fact Paz Vizsla. Paz Vizsla. So. Lineage to Clan Vizsla, but not the same person. So I just wanted to clear that up. But we can move on to um, episode, episode six. Six, which was Day All Hail Dave Filoni. Yeah, and, and this is what he always does. They give him one episode in these dang series, and he knocks it out of the park. He needs to direct every single Star Wars. I don't understand what it is. They bring in... to come out. Yeah, they bring in these other people, and sometimes they do Bryce good. Bryce Dallas Howard is great. Love yeah, her. Just I, I even like when um, Favreau mm-hmm. directs. Well, I have no problem know. with any of those. But those Dave three. Filoni blows mm-hmm. everyone out of the water. He generally seems to, and it's because he brings in the characters he creates. Oh, He's yeah. really good at doing that. And I don't think anybody else touches his characters, generally. Mm-hmm. He at least introduces them, so... Um, I thought it, I thought the whole episode. I mean, the whole episode, I think you everyone just has to like pick their draw, jaw up from the floor. I mean, seriously. And from the beginning, um, it's titled From the Desert Comes a Stranger. And then in about two seconds, you get Cobb Vanth. And you're led to believe that, oh, that's the stranger that comes from the desert. And I was disappointed. And they did it on purpose. Of course they did. Uh-huh. And... Yeah. But I think it, it ties really well into the story, right? He catches the pikes running spice mm-hmm. through, quote-unquote, Freetown now. Yeah, Freetown. Um, A nod to the um, to the novel. Right. So I think it was good to bring him back in and um, let him be part of the story. Mm-hmm. And I like Cobb Vanth. I think uh, the sheriff he's of a, Freetown. Right. He's, yeah. a, he's a cool character. Yeah, cool. Yeah. And, and they made him so important and... 
season two Mandalorian with wearing Boba's armor. So, mm-hmm. and I was fine with that. And he looks like a totally legit sheriff. He smokes all these pikes and lets lets the one almost live. He's like, think about it, mm-hmm. think about it. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and you get to see his gunslinger skills. Unfortunately, they are not good enough later, <laughs> as there are obviously tears to this gunslinger we'll thing in we'll Star Wars. We'll but yeah, so. And then we're transformed back to the N1 Starfighter and mm-hmm, approaching mm-hmm. this green planet. Yeah, and I do not believe we know the name of it. I didn't take any time to verify that. I don't but think I, we do. I don't, I don't think, think so. It's said we anywhere. end up knowing what it is. We know that it's where um, Luke is creating his school. Yeah, because we see Kylo totally burn this place mm-hmm. to the ground later on in the sequel trilogy. Um, but, yep. I, th- I thought beautiful place a mm-hmm. um and when he gets out of the starfighter and is walking and you see the boulder moving mm-hmm. um you're like oh it's it's grogu <laughs> moving this boulder with the force he's learning <laughs> and it's not look at him go and, and no it's, it's it's ant droids yeah which was which, cool yes i thought no. why don't we have these in modern times yeah i could use them dang, right now yeah amazing right didn't know they existed um so you see them basically building this temple Mm -hmm. which is incredible and then you see everyone's favorite droid r2 yeah and it's cool to see r2 make his appearance um i think that's r2's first appearance in the disney plus live action shows he was the end of mandalorian season Two when Luke came on, R two was with him. Oh yeah, I'm sorry, I forgot. As as he's fighting the dark troopers, you see R two appear. Right, nerded out remembering of that you do. I'm you know there is a lot of Star Wars content, (laughs) and when you're focused on recording an episode of a podcast, you you don't remember little details like that. And that's not a little detail; that is important. But you got to realize that came out in 2020. It is now 2022, and but yeah. Shame on me for not remembering R2. But yep, R2 does show up, and Din Djarin is, runs into him, and right. he's a droid. Like, okay, I need you. What Where you is Skywalker? Do? Right. Where is Skywalker? And he goes into Lobo. Yeah, he goes, <laughs> Typical R2, and I thought that was hilarious. I love that he just shut down. He's like, nah, I don't what know. What a personality Star Wars mm. gives machines, which is... It's I rare. You don't see that so in movies. Cool. There right. aren't movies that take the time to give... Essentially, inanimate objects of personality. Right. And I love that. I, I do too. That. I think Star Wars does it really well. Mm-hmm. And they really do. And 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 then we see Din Djarin. He gets all pissed. They're <laughs> they're, they're building him a, be- a like, bench. Is this a bench? Am I gonna be here for a while? Yeah, like what? what the heck? So he like takes a nap, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Well, and then while he's sleeping or whatever, uh-huh. we fast forward to. Or not fast forward, I guess it's concurrent, is mm-hmm. Luke training Grogu and everything yeah, know, that Grogu is awesome. going for, through. Um, incredible. I still jump every time I rewatch that mm-hmm. episode um, when the Jedi trainer shoots Grogu. Oh my gosh, my heart drops. I hate it. Yeah. I hate getting hit by those uh, I know, and we all things. knew it was going to happen. Um, we all, we know, and you know all it's coming, knew it. But it, how they... How they morphed, like the mm-hmm. sound and the movement of Grogu. Just, You're just like, no, it's a, the it's baby. amazing how they parallel the original trilogy in this right. so well too. I mean, this series as a whole has nods to all three um, 
all three genres, all three trilogies of the Skywalker saga, and I right. appreciate that. And this one is big with the original trilogy with the Jedi trainer and paralleling Luke using it, and he Luke gets shot one time by it. Luke gets shot one time by it. Right, and, and then and then pills. he starts flipping around like Yoda. Yeah, and, and I called that as we were watching that. There, as it premiered when we watched it, he put him in the backpack just like he did Yoda on Dag- Dagobah. I knew it was like, he's about to do a flip, front no, flip. No, and, and Grogu even mm-hmm. starts doing his flips. Yeah, and, just and like Master Yoda, exactly. just like Yoda in Episode 2, Attack yeah. the Clones, and Episode 3, Revenge of the Sith. No, uh, but it is cool that he did the front flip. We, we paralleled kind of, it. Yeah, I knew that, it. That was I knew it was coming. Right yeah, yeah. And I'm so happy they did it. I love those nods. That is fanfare that is the made D-A-J. for the fans. Yeah, this deep fake technology is amazing. It's it's mm-hmm. scary. Yeah. It's scary how good it is. And they've came, and I say they, there's one guy that does it. His name's like Shamuk or something like that. I don't remember his name. But he, well, he, in just less than two years, how far he's came with what he's doing. It's amazing. It's Right. That that looks like a young Mark Hamill. It, yeah. There's, it really does. There's, like, your eye can't tell Mm-mm. the difference. It's, it is crazy no and they know that they had to get it right, right. for the fans because the fans are horrendous critics mm-hmm. if you get one thing wrong about this that you're going to never hear the end of it and right. um they got it right and you can't recast luke no, no. whether you like mark hamill or not you can't recast him it's gonna it, that's why solo tanked because they recast han solo right uh, you have to you keep know. the original cast the original imagine cast. if this tech was where it was now in 2018 when Solo came out, if they could have de-aged Harrison Ford. I don't know what you can do. It's a two-hour movie. It's pretty hard to do, I'm sure. But just imagine it. Yeah. Probably would have been successful. Yeah, different. Different, for sure. Yeah. But I thought, oh, just let Grogu have mm-hmm. a frog. I know, but He's I so love that we see. <laughs> he does. He eats a lot. He has blue <laughs> Oreos that he steals from the school. and oh, Just Grogu the, scold, and eating. the level of scolding yeah. that this... Little Grogu, yeah. who's fifty years old, mind you. I know. Um, it's just, it's so funny. Well, and as... then, yeah, we go back to Dinjar, mm-hmm. and we get my personal favorite, yeah, like she, it's my incredible. favorite all-time Star Wars character ever. If mm-hmm. you do not know who Sokotano is, you need to rewatch Clone Wars, watch Rebels, and you got a book read, to read. <laughs> read Ahsoka. The it's book is good. incredible. It's that good. Um, Ahsoka Tano. Yeah, and, and I think she's quickly rose to one of my favorite characters as well. I, if you had to put me in the spot, I couldn't answer the question who my favorite is. I have I no idea. I instantly know. It's and her. that's awesome. And I, and I think that has a lot to do with her being the strongest female character in Star strongest. Wars. Way Hands stronger. down. Yeah, There's nobody stronger, stronger than, than her. Leia. Yeah, well, they just didn't do anything with Leia, but don't get me started with that. No, <laughs> she broke through glass and flew one time. Started with Ray, like no, Ray don't even Padme, know who she is. Padme is a badass in her own mm-hmm. right, um, but in a different way. In a different way, like mm-hmm. a, a very strong leader, mm-hmm. very true to her convictions. I thought I think Padme is very strong, but mm-hmm. Ahsoka, Ahsoka is where it's at. Anakin's Padawan, for those of you who don't know. Yeah, if that's Ahsoka a shock Tano. to you. You have a lot, of, like we said, you have a lot of content. <laughs> I mean, Ahsoka hours, Tano days. Was of time. Anakin Skywalker's Padawan. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot to dive into right there, and yeah. and that's how she. 
there are probably Din Djarin who she is. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm a friend of the okay. family. But there are probably still people who've watched season two of The Mandalorian, where it doesn't reveal she's Anakin's Padawan. And there's people that are watching this right now that have no idea who they they recognize her. They recognize Rosario Dawson playing this character, but they have no idea who How she is. How significant and yeah. important she like, is. Like she's she's done a lot. She's been busy. She's an important character. And and we're not really sure why she's there. Is she helping Luke? You know, and it almost looks like at first you think, oh yeah, she's. Maybe she did decide to, to help train, but right. no, she clearly states, "I'm not training." No, and she said, and she says, you know, that was Luke's decision. Mm-hmm. She didn't want to train Grogu because of his attachment to mm. Dinjarin. And, and for those of you who've never, don't have no idea who Ahsoka is, you know, there's there are scenes in Rebels where she learns who this looming dark figure is that's a part of the Empire in Darth Vader and she cracks his helmet in a lightsaber duel and recognizes Anakin and realizes that he's gone. And mm-hmm. and I think that messes with her a lot. It breaks and, her heart. Yeah, we have no idea what happens after that. That'll get told in her own series. But... Yeah, I hope that they really dive into that. I hope there's mm-hmm. flashbacks with Hayden Christensen. Oh, there will be. But this is for another podcast. We're yeah, yeah. talking about Ahsoka here helping we don't know is she helping luke but she's she's there she's watching over Mm -hmm. grogu um and she's like the old voice of wisdom now it's it's interesting how her character has developed into um let us take a walk yeah and i love seeing her progress like that because when the original clone wars movie came out i don't remember what year that was people were annoyed with her yeah, character she was the annoying one yeah she was the annoying little kid mm-hmm. that nobody liked and then she just evolved over the past over 10 years she won everybody's heart yeah and she's a character that dave filoni created, created. Mm-hmm. and and she is ever so popular now oh and, I, and i and i appreciate that she's back and and we don't there's gonna be more of her i'm sure Oh yeah, um, the her story deserves to be, to told. be told. Yeah, absolutely. But we see that um, Luke gives Grogu choice. Um, yeah. So well, Ahsoka shows Din, Jaren, you know, Grogu and Luke training. Mm-hmm. Um, she says Grogu misses you a great deal, mm-hmm. and it would be really hard on him to see you. And asked in Jaren, are you doing this for him or are you doing it for you? And you hear in Pedro Pascal's voice the just he conveys emotion so well underneath Under that helmet. helmet. Yeah, and I and I actor. and I appreciate that because it is difficult to put that helmet on and and act because act, right. you're just you're just this figure in armor. You're nothing Your voice, more. Yeah, basically. But he and does he, a good job of changing his voice. He does and, and conveying and emotion. The yeah. He he really conveys mm-hmm. his emotions. As you can and see, how he cares. He is. Yeah. Through a helmet, um, yeah, it's it's amazing that he does but that. He makes a good parental choice. Oh, and absolutely. A selfless mm-hmm. choice, and um, tells and, Ahsoka, and he, "Here's a gift. Mm-hmm. See that he gets it." And he trusts Ahsoka enough to give yes. it to him. Yeah, I think I think he does. So of all things, Dinjarin don't trust people. Right. And he trusts he Ahsoka Tano. Yeah. Absolutely. And then you see Ahsoka approaching Luke and Grogu. Mm-hmm. Um, and Grogu evolving in his mm-hmm. training. 
Um, and then you see uh, Luke, he, he said um, his heart isn't in it. Yep, yep. And, and says, just like your father. Yeah, and that was a beautiful, beautiful nod to, to tying in Luke to Anakin. And I really appreciated that. And, um, you know, she mentions that she's a friend of the family yeah. earlier. She's very, and, I mean, she was extremely close. Mm-hmm. I, I honestly think she was a key figurehead. If she had been around Anakin he would not have turned mm-hmm. to the dark side. Yeah. I think um, Absolutely. that's I, how important she was. Why w- Why was she sent to Mandalore? Right. On purpose. On purpose. It, the Emperor, man. He and had... he was a genius. And who knew that Maul was ruling Mandalore? Right. And remember, well, for those of you who haven't seen Clone Wars, final season, uh, Darth Sidious finds out that Maul's still alive. <laughs> and he personally leaves his job as the chancellor briefly and goes and kills Savage Press, who's a character from Clone Wars, uh, Maul's apprentice and brother, um, and all but kills Maul. Defeats both of them, no problem. Right. Displaying his power and tells Maul, I have another purpose for you. Right. That was it right there. It was it's to help to, it with was, turning Anakin. Right. It was to distract Ahsoka so that Anakin would turn. Mm-hmm. Because if he would have had her... I think... It, it it's hard to say that things would have been different, but it would have it definitely would have had a chance without right. a doubt. Because um, the Padme thing is still very important, obviously. But there was more to it, and that's the point. If you watch Clone Wars, you realize there's more to it. There is more to the story, and you don't get that. Our tangents, apologies. We're just very passionate about Ahsoka. No, and that's what this is about. <laughs> we are we are just retelling stories. Yeah. Yeah. Our, uh, we, everyone can click clearly see um she is my favorite character mm-hmm. i think david one of david's favorites absolutely um but anyway uh we get ahsoka giving luke the the gift from, mm-hmm. from din Djarin, and then you get luke basically telling grogu or giving grogu the ultimatum of here is mandalorian Beskar. Beskar armor from Dinjar. Yep. If you choose that, you cannot have. You will not be a Jedi. You will not be a Jedi, and you cannot have Master Yoda's lightsaber. Which, how do they have Master? Yeah, and I was happy to see it. I loved it. I because it's just wonderful fanfare. But for the super nerds, um, in Episode Three, as Master Yoda's fighting Darth Sidious in the Senate chambers. Um, his, he falls, his cloak falls, and he drops his lightsaber, and we don't see him pick it up. So the assumption, I guess, is that he picked it up. But right. we don't actually see that. But it is confirmed that it falls. Yes, there's somebody that went and broke down the clips of episode three and did this. But um, either way, we see his lightsaber. I don't have a problem with seeing it. I, I It was cool to see it. I um, think it was cool to see it. I think however they got it back. We can just assume Luke took it from great. Yoda's house. Um, or, on Dagobah after he died, or, we can assume that. Yeah, something, or he got it from his father after his father passed, or um, you never know. You never know who had it, how they had it. Um, did the emperor have it? Well, yeah, and who but knows? I think what I'm gonna go with is that he picked it up, took it with him, and that 
like like Yoda willed it to him in his in his will when he died on Dagobah, or that, or there's nobody else around that's intelligent life on Dagobah, so Luke took it, and he yeah. knew how important that was. Yeah. Um, and I think to end, you know, mm-hmm. the saga that is Grogu and Luke, and and shift back into our cameo from Boba Fett, where they're planning. You know the attack from the pikes, yep. and and Dinjar and says, "I know someone who can help," and enter back in Cobb, um, and he asks him for a favor. Yeah, um, which I I think would be hard for Dinjarin to do. Yeah, I think so. Um, um, I I do. Okay. To go ask for the favor, he lands his, this is what I thought was so funny, he lands his starship and the a newbie deputy. Deputy Scott. <laughs> yep. His name is Deputy Scott. His name is really Deputy Scott. Yeah, it really is. Funny. Dave Filoni named him Scott in the most Star Wars name possible ever. They just were like, eh, Scott. And I bet you can find humor in this mm-hmm. having been a police officer mm-hmm. and rookie idiot. Because you are like you that. Are just like... You I'm know. in charge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You are like that. It's, it's, and it was hilarious because he was, you can't park that there. He's like, I'm looking for Cobb Vance. Yeah, but you can't park that down if you heard me. I'm like, oh, yeah. I probably was like that. I was like, I'll take it from here. Yeah. yeah he's, uh, he's new. He's new. Hmm. He also well, he also pays with his life. Yeah, so that's exactly. Fine. <laughs> so after Dinjarin leaves and we get one of one of my absolute favorite characters. He's a great character, mm-hmm. great character, antagonist. Yeah. yeah. But great. Who character. else was? Who else was it gonna be? As they pan out to the desert, and you see, uh, tall, yeah, yeah, tall, lengthy figure with a cowboy hat. We all, any, well, again, maybe you don't know who Cad Bane yeah, is. If, if you, you've watched if you, the Bad Batch and Clone Wars, you know who he is. Yes. You also know that in the Clone Wars era, he's the most infamous bounty hunter there is. He is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He is. He's kind of stepped into the best after Django, you know, oh, yeah. he, he was, he was the best. Mm-hmm. And he did some serious missions. He did missions he for stole, uh, Jedi Holocron from the from temple. That should yeah, tell you so, enough. Exactly. He yep. is, he yeah, is. He survived fights crazy. with Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yep. Um, yeah, it's, I love him. Great Everyone character. says that he's the person who put the dent in Boba's helmet. Yeah, that's not... It's confirmed. It's unofficially confirmed. It was a film. It was like a pre-filmed episode of Clone Wars that didn't get the final animation, and it never aired. But yeah, um, they dueled, and Cad dented Boba's helmet, and Boba ultimately defeats Cad. Cad, Cad Bane, man. Um, okay, I didn't like his teeth. They really stood out. They're a lot more <laughs> pronounced than they are. In the cartoon, which I get, it's different live action mm-hmm. versus cartoon. A didn't like his teeth. I understand the smaller hat because in the Bad Batch, his hat was smaller than this large and in charge. He had hat this ridiculous ten gallon hat, yes, but it looked cool. Clo- oh my gosh, cool. so cool! Mm-hmm. And then no toothpick. Yeah, Cad Bane is uh, like the ultimate. You know, sorry, I'm like waving my hands right no, it's now. It's okay. And, you you um, like him too. Uh, Cad Bane, he always has a toothpick, and mm-hmm. it's just very like you don't even really see his teeth because he's just like talking mm-hmm. with his toothpick in, and um, almost like snarling in a way, but you don't see his teeth. So right. for those teeth to be very pronounced, I didn't like that. 
And so we're on. It gonna... makes him look evil. Well, like, I know, what I know else like, do oh, you want from evil, Cad Bane? He's not. I mean, no, he is. He's he absolutely is, epitome he's, of evil. He is so evil. Cool. Well, but we want him to be evil. He's cool because he's evil and he's good at what he does. I know, and I he mean, talks in a particular like way that's God, babe. Yeah, yeah. Like I'll the, do anything the, for the, the right no, price. No yeah. Yeah. He, so, and he, you know, his character is fits right into what Star Wars is, and that's a space western because he's, you know, the hat. And I don't remember the actor's name or the character, but it's from, you know, the old Clint Eastwood spaghetti westerns. And that there's a character that has a giant hat just like that. Mm. And, um, so it's a direct homage to, to those films and but I love I love Cat. I love everything about Cat and I actually think a lot of people complain about the costume. But you know what? They don't need to just make him the same as the Clone Wars. Let let it be a live action version. I think they right. did a great job with it. I have zero complaints. And it's similar to what they did with Ahsoka too. Mm-hmm. How they changed some stuff. They, yeah. she's not yeah, she's, she's not a cartoon different. character anymore. She's not real right. life. Okay, right. and, and, and Which is okay. I'm sure they went through several renditions of the character before they finalized right. it, and everybody agreed on one. And I'm not complaining. We got the char- we got Ahsoka, and we got Cad Bane. Right. We actually got them. They're 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 live action, and I'm happy with it. Right. And and I think Cad Bane is a hard character to bring to life because that is an entire costume. That is a hard it's costume hard. to it's do. A lot of like the prosthetic makeup, and, and they have the face moves so well. Yeah, and and they basically take the actor's mm-hmm. nose away. They, t- I mean, right. how they do that is. And they got the voice right. I don't great. remember the actor's name off the top of my head, and I will right. as soon as this ends. But um, he's the person that voices Cad yep. in the Clone Wars. So and that it's voice nice is that it's Cad. All very mm-hmm. seamless, and um, you know who it is. Oh, and that voice is Cad because yes. he. Keeps his head down, and they keep those eyes hidden on purpose. Right. And he's like, Cobb, um, yeah, I'm sorry, yeah. I don't believe we've met. And, and when he looks up, and you get those red eyes, right. and they are. That's, yep. That is a, so his species is called a Duros, and that is the signature of a Duros, is those red eyes. And oh, yeah, it's, it's, love it, love it. He and, uh, is, I could do an hour like on Cad. The, I mean, between him and Boba, best bounty hunters of all time. Yeah. So, fun fact, after this episode aired, we went to were we at Hollywood Studios. We were at one of the Disney parks, and I wore my, I have a Cad Bane t-shirt, and I wore it, and not, and I wore it hoping somebody would be like, yeah, Cad Bane. Not one person. Not one person. It's hard. Lots of people, I don't think, know who Cad is. No, I don't. If you watch The Bad Batch in Clone Wars, you should know, you know who he is. But if you just aren't an actual Star Wars fan, then you wouldn't know who Cad Bane is. Do you think... Din Djarin is a better bounty hunter than Cad? Currently, yes. In Cad's prime, probably not. Yeah. I don't I think there's so. anybody that... Um, I, I mean, think Boba, Boba would, but guess what? The, the stories person. of Boba aren't in anything other than books and comic books, yeah. so I don't actually know. At least we know what Cad Bane did. We've seen Cad in in like animation, yeah. but it's still but count like it. he's been on the screen before and, yeah. and showed his you know, worth and what he, what he in, can do. Right. We're, we're only told stories. In Boba. each of their primes, I'm going to say Cad and, and Boba are real close to number one. You could throw it either way. Right. Um, if that deleted but scene Cad made it. Cad could still be in his prime. Well, so, we and I don't think he is. I don't, well, ages. so I was reading um, before we started filming that Duros lived to about 70. He's 71 according to, somebody did the, 
after the Battle of Yavin math and said he's 71. That's not confirmed, but that's what I read. So he should be old, but I'm not sure. I don't actually Yeah, know. I don't know, because he was basically in his prime when Boba was a youth. Yep. So... I don't. Either way, he's better than Deputy Scott. So and Cobb. <laughs> oh, Actually, he's better yeah. than both of them. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I think um, it was just very, very fitting of Dave Filoni to bring mm-hmm. in. I think Ahsoka's his baby. I think Cad's his mm-hmm. baby. Mm-hmm. Um, We've got Captain them. Rex. We haven't seen a Captain Rex yet, but um, so who knows? Yeah. Who knows? I, I just think, I think, um, great. Great episode. But we get the shootout. We get the old... Yeah, we I mean, get the old Western shootout, which is very Star Wars-esque, because yeah, Star Wars yeah. is a Western. Uh-huh. And if you watch The Good, The Bad, and the Ugly with Clint Eastwood, there are... That scene where it shifts from different faces about to pull a gun and their eyes are looking back and forth, it parallels the movie. I've seen breakdowns on social media where they play them next to each other, and it's identical. Yeah, So cool. it is homage directly to Spaghetti Westerns. And Cad, whether he's old or not, Kills Deputy Scott, like walk, like f- shoots him like five times, walking towards him, like hateful shooting, um, and then and we think we a don't know. Just cop, basically. Yeah, and he shoots him cop. and knocks down yeah. Cobb Van. At that point, we're not sure if he's alive or not. Um, and then yeah, you see everyone kind of crowding around. Yeah, Cobb, yeah. And then and, and, and Cad says, "So long as the spice flows, uh, nobody will be harmed," yep. or yeah, something. Yeah. I'm paraphrasing, but. Um, and he walks off just as he walked in, and that's that's Cad Bane for you. He comes in and does business, and there's nobody better to, to have than, than him. And, and his droid is super hmm. awesome, too. Uh, I can't remember you know, his name. I like him, though. Oh Actually, God. I think it is Toto. I like, I, I mean, yeah. His droid, Cad Bane, the whole, the whole shenanigan of that. Oh, he's so cool. And sadly, we didn't get to see him, but um, I bet... The droid's long gone. Um, <laughs> what? Cad's old. Cad's. I think. True. I think. The droids live. They could live forever. Yeah, if their service. I guess you're absolutely right. Look how long R two's been around. But um, no, I don't know. We just don't know. We don't know what happened to him. Um, yeah. He is. He was in the Bad Batch though. He was cool, and yeah, he like helped him. Cad get into the Jedi Temple. Mm-hmm. He's an integral. He was so part of that. popular that. This is nerd alert for sure, but um, with the action, he comes with the Cad Bane action figures. That's kind of cool. Oh, but, that is um, cool. So he's popular. He is. But, um, yeah. So the, the final episode, the finale, uh, chapter um, seven, in the name of honor. Mm-hmm. I think honor is like the ultimate, um, I, I guess, definition theme of chapter seven. Right. Did right. you think it was a good wrap up to? The Book of Boba Fett. Before we even discuss anything further in it, um, I, th- I think it was a great wrap-up of The Book of Boba Fett. I just think that the series itself underwhelmed for what it was advertised as. I think we all thought we were going to get a different version of Boba Fett. Um, not that we got a bad version of him. I think he was brilliantly developed. Um but we just didn't get any of the Boba Fett that all the fans knew existed. Um, you know, the the infamous bounty hunter. We never saw any of that. We just saw his Tuscan story, which is great. It's a brilliant exposition. I love that he finally has a story. He deserves one. Um, and we got 
some minor action sequences throughout, really small. And mm-hmm. then finally we got it at the end, thankfully, to see him to fight finally. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and all the characters are even telling him you've went soft, you know. And I, I got tired of hearing that because I was like, then do something about it. Yeah. Don't be soft. Stop yeah. being soft because yeah. I'm quite frankly tired of it. Um, yeah. But but yeah, they t- they tied it up nice. It just the series. But maybe he is soft. He's older. He's, you know, gotten... Uh, yeah, yeah. I I would have liked them to do something like they did with Mark Hamill and Luke and kind of de-age and do like a, fa- a flashback of a de-aged Boba um, doing something, something. Yeah. cool, you know? But... He rode a freaking raincore. Yeah, and I that mean, I can't complain about. Yeah. We we knew it was gonna come, and we we called it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. And I think there was leaked art, uh, concept art. They got leaked of Cad Bane standing in front of him on the raincore with Boba on the mm-hmm. back, and um, I, I did so. see that probably a month ago, and I was like, I don't know. You know, you never know with these yeah. rumors what's true, but yeah. if you find the right source, they're pretty good. Um, but yeah, and I'm happy the raincore was really well done. Right. Um, it looked brilliant. It it was. I felt, I mean, I have an emotional connection mm-hmm. to this Raincore now. I really, yeah. you know. But when, how about, you know, not to be disappointing and not to be Debbie Downer, but Raincore faces off with Cad Bane. Cad Bane just lights up a flamethrower. It? No. And, yeah, and it just leaves. No. And it yeah, could, that proceeds was, to destroy. It's like a puppy That was underwhelming dog. for sure. But, okay, we're skipping around. Mm-hmm. Let's, it, we can the, go the, the top, episode but. starts, um, the Mandalorian, Din Djarin, um, Boba, and Fennec. Mm-hmm. They're in the ruins of the cantina. Um, and they're basically like, all right, we're about to face off. We're yeah, and we get... don't know if Max Debo, my favorite blue elephant, lived or died. I'm assuming he died, which is very sad. But that's a side <laughs> I, note. I assume everybody died <laughs> in there. Yeah, didn't, it didn't, didn't look, look like any survivors didn't, didn't came out of that. Um, but um, you get the... I'm going to butcher this name. The Gormarian Guards. Gormarian, yeah. Gormarian, sorry. No, that's okay. Um, You have them staked out. You have Kersantan staked out. Mm-hmm. And then you have the mods staked out. So, And then they're counting on the people of Freetown mm-hmm. um, as more Backup. arms. Yeah, yeah I guess. Um, the whole thing really hinged on them. That's what they let it out to right, believe. And, right, And... Um, we were led to believe that Cobb Vanth um, was killed, and I think through this episode they they're trying to paint that he died. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll spoil that at the end, but um, so we're wondering. It's obviously, and then they get through. They get through. Obviously, the the they, they get flanked. I think is exactly how they say it. Um, and, and yeah, and then so Finnick leaves mm-hmm. to try and get to the heads of the Pikes. Right. Um, but she she goes on to help the mods mm-hmm. um and then she continues on but then you're left with Din Djarin and Boba um in so, the cantina and there's great they're, dialogue it, it, yeah. it's it makes me just fall in love with Din Djarin mm-hmm. so much more because he is such a man of code and mm-hmm. honor he's what like, we all should be exactly you know? and um uh, Bobo's like, you, you know, you could get out now. And, um, and he said, no, I'm here till the end. Mm-hmm. Um, then I'll die with you. And, right. um, by creed, he by has creed. to, yeah. um, and it just goes to show 
like the level of man that Din, Din is. is. And Boba even makes a comment. He's like, you, you believe in that bantha fodder? That's exact words. He and used he's like, it. good. I'm glad. He's like, good. I'm glad. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And and I loved, like, I just love this Mandalorian team up, and we got it before, but this time it was. It was really a really that was a great and, fight scene. The two of them against well, the Pikes. That was I thought it was incredible. I, I do of the think I do think you got really good Boba there. Mm, that was Boba um, we all wanted. Right, you got the, the knee rocket guy. launchers yeah. and um, Din Djarin just being his. I, mm-hmm. I'm surprised he didn't take out the dark saber there. Yeah, and I'm surprised he did later. Later, yeah. but yeah, he did but, not. Then, not there. I um, guess he's probably he do these things like, like a brick. I suck at it, and I I'm not. It's a liability, yeah, right? You right. know, stick to what I know. Um, and I realized through these scenes that Din, in his best car armor, also has knee rockets. Mm-hmm. He didn't use them, but he mm-hmm. has them. Yeah. And I haven't noticed that before. Maybe that's just me. Not I didn't notice attention. that either. I didn't even notice it. I in saw. This. Oh, okay. Yeah, he has them. Um, he hasn't. I have never seen him use them. But um, cool, cool. Yeah, segment. really cool. And mm-hmm. you know, love seeing both of them on in their jetpacks oh, at the same time. Oh, and so I cool. and I love Boba's best car because it's classic. Uh-huh. Um, but man, Din's chrome is. It's nice. nice. I like. Uh, it is so nice. I like. I like Dins. And then, Grogu makes his choice. Yep. Gro- Grogu uh, makes his choice. The X- the X wing shows back up and it lands. R two. And he yep. is wearing the gift. Mm-hmm. The chainmail. The best girl chainmail. So obviously, can we assume he doesn't have Yoda's lightsaber? He did not become a Jedi. He. Mm-hmm forego that his attachment did we, all, did we know that was going to happen i don't know i did I so, so this is where i clued into that is if you flash forward to um the force awakens yes and how you're you're seeing the re the replay from ben solo basically massacring all the younglings mm-hmm. i was thinking to myself how did grogu survive, survive that or right. you know did he die in that mm-hmm. and that's just the end of grogu right. so it's cool it's not cool but it's good to know in a sense that that is there. why yeah. he and, he, and he could still be alive and well mm-hmm. you know into the fourth the right. the sequel trilogy mm-hmm. Um, and we just don't know he's in the background, right? right? So I think that was cool in a sense for me to know that, okay, he didn't choose that path. He wasn't, he didn't cross paths with Ben Solo. No. Therefore he's still alive, right. present. And in the, um, origin story, Kylo Ren comic book series, uh, it's a four part series and, and I just recently finished it. Um, but yeah, there's no mention of Grogu in there. And I think that's been written since... Don't quote me on that. I don't remember the year it came out, but I think it's been written since Grogu was made, so he's not in there either. That's good. And so it makes us question and wonder, Mm -hmm. you know, like, could other Force-sensitive beings still be out there? Yeah, I think there probably um, are. I don't think there's any Jedi, but there are. Yeah. Yeah, I think the world, I think the universe is scarce on trained Jedi, Right. but they're they're always going to be Force-sensitive. So long as people are people, so long as beings are being born. Right. There are more. There are some that are more sensitive than right. others, you know. Um, so yeah, that that door is always open. It's just short on trainers. Um, I loved the scene of. 
gosh, we need to remember her name. Um, yeah, and I'm sorry that we don't. I think it's like Debbie or something. I think it's Debbie. Her name I'll is have Debbie. To, I'm looking it up. We'll Google because, live. Um, um, her and her three droids, and she's bringing... She just has no idea what's going on. No, it's no, like this no, huge battle. Care. All of the townspeople are hidden. Care. And she's just like, hey, Mando. Like, yeah, yeah, and, and, and <laughs> I got you she's, she's great, and she gives uh, Grogu lunch when he gets out of the X-Wing. Because the X-Wing lands... It docks and cockpit opens and you can tell nobody. It, it looks like it's R 2s just flying it by himself. Um, but little Gogu, Grogu's sitting down in uh, in the seat and it's pretty funny. Yeah, that. Pe- okay, Pe- Pele Motto. Yep, Pele Motto. Yep, that's her. Um. Uh, okay, so that's her. But I, she's awesome. She's. I, I love her. I, I don't know why like I didn't her. remember her name, but um, yeah, I thought that that was. Such a funny, mm-hmm. comical scene in such a kind of dark. Um, Which this battle's not going well. No, at all. They're getting so there's smoked. a little light mm-hmm. added to it, um, and then yeah, you get these. What are those like modified these droids? Droids. Yeah, with... so they're similar to um, droidicas. Yeah, know, the, that's kind of like what I was Menace. thinking. They're like. Droidicas on steroids. They're like the dark gave, trooper version of droidicas. I don't know. So underlying. Where I'm still like, I and no, they didn't Crimson, tell me. Did this. we think Crimson Dawn was yeah, going to come? I still am, and... I'm, and this is where I'm going. Is I'm so disappointed because the Pikes are the. This is a hard thing to say, but they're the most underwhelming antagonists I think in the 45 years that Star Wars has been around. I got nothing out of them. Nothing. Right. You know, and and, and they have Cad Bane. He's their hired gun, and he was and he's fantastic. And he ultimately gets into a duel with Boba, the duel we wanted so badly. Um, and and Boba kills Cad with the gaffy stick, and Cad does tell him, you were a killer after all. So I guess we get a little bit of, of nod back to Boba's bounty hunting days. So I was hoping to get at the end, you know... Kira, I wanted Kira someone, to show up. Someone, yeah, from I wanted Crimson, it to be Crimson Dawn, Dawn kind of just... tie that in there. Who and... else? have a cool antagonist going into mm-hmm. season three of the Mandalorian in that world, you know, right. but, and, and since all these shows are now intertwined and interconnected, you could have that pick up wherever or be right. mentioned elsewhere, but, right. but we got nothing. In we Ahsoka and yeah, yeah, we didn't get that. It, there was nothing. There was no big reveal of a, of a bigger force at play. And I really thought it was going to be Crimson Dawn. I thought this was Disney's right. chance to interject Crimson Dawn into their universe because it it their movie flopped in 2018 and they kind and of they put, that aside. put it back in in a yeah. really cool way. I mean the the, um, the theme music from Crimson Dawn is in episode one of this, so everybody that paid attention went crazy, right? And they, they, and they didn't get anything out of that, so it's sad. And right. there was all these little references that are were on social media of the half circles in various places. Right. And oh yeah, I that, saw that. It could have been linked to Crimson Dawn, and I I was fine with calling those easter eggs but it, it came to nothing i know came to no fruition which was sad i really wanted there to be more right um maybe i just don't think the pikes are that interesting i don't know and i i just think in all minus the rancor you know minus boba being a badass with mm-hmm. his gaffy stick is that what I'm saying? Yeah, gaffy right? stick. Um, and and Chrysanthemum was good too. Chrysanthemum was good. He's just oh a beast gosh. the entire yeah, time, just, getting jacked up. Yeah. At one point, his foot looked like it was about to fall yeah, off, and yeah. he's just he's, he's just, just walking. walking but, crazy. So, all of that, 
I think it's really, really hard to follow what we got in episode six. Mm-hmm. And so even with this battle, even with everything that happened, I feel like it was still just underwhelming. Yeah. That was probably my an overarching feeling towards episode seven is really cool. It was not a bad episode. It wasn't a bad episode. It was just, I wish there was more of a storyline. It was just underwhelming. And, and you, you're, you're left with the episode of, um, you know, who else is going to run here? So, so, so I guess, are we just left to assume that it's just Boba and Fennec and then that's just how it it. ends. And that's how the book of Boba Fett closed the book. Right. And it doesn't really make a lot of sense. Um, and I don't know, maybe it's not supposed to, maybe they're, who knows? I just, I just feel like when they decided that the show was going in a different direction in, in episodes five and six, there was no coming back from right. it. You gave us so much that the moment you put the train back on the tracks of what the content that was already right. there, it was never going to be as good. It could, that's yeah. why they put it, that's probably Unless why the rain you had there. Luke and Ahsoka. Yeah, but that and, wouldn't even make sense. Uh, yeah, why and Crimson Dawn and all of the, right. like... I think if they would have brought in Crimson Dawn... I'd have given it a lot higher prop. I, I probably yeah. would have been happier with how they wrapped it up and then put the bow tie right. on. Um, and it's and I really thought you it. were going to get Crimson Dawn because there is... We're at chapter two now of it, but there's a crim, there's a Crimson Rain, a Crimson Dawn-based comic book series being released right now simultaneously as this is all happening. So I thought that was on purpose. And... It wasn't for this series, clearly, but um, we, we just didn't get it. And um, th- that's not to say I don't like this show. I will rewatch this show probably time and time again because um, I, I I didn't hate it. I just, it didn't seem like they had a clear vision. It really, it, it wasn't this clear, linear thing, chapter one through seven, like you see in The Mandalorian. You right. know, you can see how we got to the end. This it's we're on a path and then we find ourselves in a parallel universe doing something else and then we come back. <laughs> yeah. And the only way they could have made this anywhere near that, yeah, it's like you said, if Luke would have shown up on ta- but why would new Jedi Master Luke concern himself with the crime world? It no, makes he no wouldn't. sense. He wouldn't. Yeah. I, I and I don't think I don't think that we could have ever expected that. No. But I do think And I'd have been pissed if it happens. It wouldn't to, make sense. To try and put the train back on the rails is to bring in, you know, something of awe, right. you know, not just leave it as it was the Pikes. Yeah, and I just, and why, so the Pikes outside of the Book of Boba Fett are a large criminal organization. I don't remember the name of their homeworld. We've seen it before in, I want to say, Clone Wars and Rebels. Um, but that's where they operate from. So this is just a section of the Pikes, which is a small section at that. Mm-hmm. So. If we have the Pikes, which we clearly did, why didn't we get to see the big version of right. the Pikes? Why did we just see the the, the little of faction them? of Pikes right, that are all it was. on Tatooine? Like, yeah, I just, I don't know. Because these crime syndicates, there's five of them. There's five families, and the Pikes are one of them. Crimson Dawn's another. There's, uh, I won't name them all, but they rule the galaxy and they have the huts this yeah, is the where hut the huts clan, come from the black yeah. sun yeah right and 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 they you know uh, uh, and it's not even tatooine it's just mosespa it's a small right area right uh, so it just doesn't seem like it made any sense um, it just seemed small scale stuff like street gangs 
Not even yeah. crime lord stuff. Right. And again, I have to knock them because I don't like them. But the mm. the mods are there again. Who I knew they'd be there because Robert Rodriguez directed it, and Robert <laughs> Rodriguez is not good for Star Wars. I if <laughs> he got rant on Robert if Rodriguez he got his hands on Obi Wan Kenobi, he will have essentially destroyed <laughs> Star Wars. Just I wonder if he is going to direct any episodes of Obi Wan. Obi Wan's going to be crawling through the desert of Tatooine just across town <laughs> from Boba Fett's palace, you know, because he probably passed it over the years. And the, you're going to see the mods riding no, on their Vespas in the background, stop. and I'm turning it off, and, and I give up, and we're, we're going to change this to a Star Trek podcast. <laughs> no, not Star. We'll we'll change it to Harry Potter. <laughs> yeah, but if he got his hands on Obi Wan, I can tell you, I'm not going to be happy. And and I don't think he did because I know it's Deborah Chow that directed all of them. All yeah. of them. Yeah, and she did. So Mandalorian, no Bryce Dallas so. Howard, no. Right. I Dave Filoni, I, no, don't John quote me, Favreau. but I think she got like most of them. Okay, I didn't mostly. know if they were doing it like Mandalorian. No, she's known to be person. good though. She cool. did some of the better. She did the one where the the Imperial Walker showed up in season two of the Mandalorian, and they That's had to cool. help that village. Yeah. So she did a good job on that. I don't know. I don't, Sorry, uh, our to tangents. finish Boba Fett, our yeah. So well, and I still want to talk David about that, not being happy with. Robert I just don't Rodriguez. like him. I don't. I don't. I mean, and I don't. we don't like the Spy Kids. I, they just the costumes don't fit the colors. Um, you're used to so the, when the people of Freetown show up and and what they're wearing, that's what you expect. That looks like Star Wars. That looks like Star mm-hmm. Wars. They look like rebels. Exactly. That's all, that's yeah. What they the, look yeah. Like. That's a great comparison. When you see the mods, the guy's wearing a, looks, a blazer. It looks like some like Matrixy yep. movie, yep. and I get, I get this. This is Star Wars, right? We're talking about like it just didn't fit. It's just weird. The entire battle scene, I was hoping they were all going to die. <laughs> it didn't happen, sadly. And uh, they're yeah, and they're I mean, and they look, got to look like heroes, and it just it. I wasn't happy with it. It doesn't Not fit. That. It's, I mean. Yeah, I I'm with you. Look, on if that. you had changed their clothes, I don't mind the mod idea that people are using droid parts to enhance Change their themselves. Clothes, That's repaint cool. Repaint their bikes. Okay, cool. And I'm done. Done. Yeah, I'm happy. Cool. Yep. Don't even care like if the guy you. has a British yeah. accent. That's well, fine. Like that you, fits. it's fine. Um, They're it, terrible. So They're then, good. uh, we get the little snippet of cob vance in the back to tank yeah with the tattoo artist guy that's a mod that's what that's going him, to but... mod cob vance so what was that scene all of us were waiting for the teaser of for Obi-Wan. the teaser of obi-wan we're just sitting there waiting waiting, yeah, waiting i needed waiting. i was and expecting get... you and mcgregor and i got caught no it's underwhelming I, and what is that a teaser for? Right, is Cobb going to get a, sh- a uh, show? Not. Is he going not. to what? Yeah, I don't. I don't dislike Cobb Vance. I don't character. either. I, I actually think commented. He's a great character. I actually commented after yeah, chapter six that I like him. Yeah, he needs to eat more. He's very skinny, but I do <laughs> like him. Um, but yeah, that was mm-mm. more mods and an yeah. unimportant character and, and i and i just so didn't you know when mandalorian yeah sneak when peek. mando season two ended we got the book of boba fett oh I and know. i was like dang and and that teased that five minutes or however long it was that was better than this entire series mm-hmm. basically minus this episode and and the past two that had nothing to do with him but uh <laughs> i don't know i just was so season underwhelmed, 2. So underwhelmed 5 you know and then the later to later in the day um you know they they post the official obi-wan kenobi poster which made me very happy and i feel like this is just my opinion they did that because people didn't like how this series ended didn't like where it went 
they love the two episodes we got prior to this were fantastic. They said nothing to both. Uh, I mean, I mean all hail show, right? Bryce Dallas Howard and, and Dave Filoni. Dave yeah, they did a fantastic yeah. job. They created the book of Star Wars for two episodes, and I loved it. I, did I watched too. a whole series of that. Yeah. Um, but we had Boba Fett making cameos in his own show, and it's, right. it's just it seemed confused. Um, that's what I say. The show was was very confused. Right. Um, had brilliant parts and stuff that just wasn't good as well. Um, but to look forward to Obi-Wan is where, is where I'm at. My sights are set on Obi-Wan. And this one poster that got released, I'm already more excited about that than, than this series. And that's sad. But I don't know, Obi-Wan Kenobi is such a figure in Star Wars. He's so important. And they have to get that right. Have to. Do we leave it at this? Cheers and looking forward to Obi-Wan Kenobi. I think Thank so. you, Book of Boba Fett. It was... A C minus. That's I, what I'll give I, it. I love Star Wars. Mm-hmm. I'm going to... Get, always give star wars over a c i can't i can't do a c minus i i can i um but i can be critical i can give them a b plus wow okay no because that's fine of the two episodes that we got that's fair i think because of episode five and episode six and a lot of the rain core we got in episode seven the badass scene between dinjar or mm-hmm. with jinjarin and boba um fighting and Ah, you're right. I, you're I right. And I'm being harsh. I'll go up to a being, B minus. Um, but trust me, if it wasn't for those two episodes, it's, overall, it's low. Overall, it was a cool story. I loved the character development that we got for Boba. I loved that we got some background on the Tusken Raiders. I think overall, it was good. Okay, well, how about you explain to me the ending where they all are like meeting up and somebody throws an orange to somebody in the screen lifts up to mando flying off and it's like it just felt like kids on a schoolyard that's how it ended they're like that's "Ah, that's the direction style of i hate it hate it i know okay but i think overall book of boba fett interesting storylines it adds more to him his character Mm -hmm. um wish we got more of the bounty hunter but understand that in his his life right now who he is this is what we get Mm -hmm. and i i appreciate it i like it um looking forward to obi-wan looking forward to ahsoka looking forward to mandalorian season three and and we get bad batch um bad batch and we have um also potentially bo katan it's not from rogue one we have a rogue squadron i'm sorry and or the cat they announced a season two already of i I don't even know what season one looks like but there are going to be two seasons of andor of yeah andor he's from rogue one so Um, i think let's look forward to that look it's a good time to be a star wars fan because you're getting great time to be a the people that liked it pre-disney they had six movies and then the a decade went by before disney bought it and you can knock Disney for what, what they do, you know, but they produce a lot of content. Yeah, we have stuff to look for, and it gets us excited. And yeah. at the end of the day, that's what's important is it is fun to be a fan. It's always been fun to be a fan, but with stuff to look forward to, you yep. know, we have stuff to talk about on podcasts, right. and, and so do other people that like doing right. this stuff. So I am good, bad, and different. We have more Star Wars, and that's, that's where I'm thankful. And let us know if you want us to talk about anything specific. Mm-hmm. Um Yep, we, we, have, can we have the, uh... dive into David knows a lot more than me. I'll I'll <laughs> look okay, I'll look up stuff very or knowledgeable. I'll I'll look into different episodes, but um, we can yeah, all, you always can... uh, 
go into more specifics if anyone mm-hmm. has any suggestions Absolutely. or want to, and, us to go into anything. And the easiest places to do those is we have the Instagram page, which is at Blackspire uh, underscore broadcast. And then I, we have a set up Gmail account for now that's just blackspirebroadcast at gmail.com. And you, yeah, feel free to ask questions, um, content recommendations, anything you can think of, gripes and complaints, things we can do better. This is. The inaugural episode, like I said, so we've never done this before. We're figuring we've this never out podcast go. before, mm. so it's literally just a husband and wife sitting here staring at each other with microphones and yeah, talking, after after the kids go to bed, talking about so, yeah. what we usually talk about because we will wake up in the middle of the night and say, "I just had a dream about this about Star Wars," right. and go into a long discussion. So this is how nerdy yeah. we are. Like the other night, um, I had a dream that R two <laughs> was bad and like broke into our house. It was crazy. Yeah. Um, so. We we just like talking about Star mm-hmm. Wars, and this is what we do. And we normally. want to share it with so, the world. Yeah, this these are t- our typical normal conversations. Mm-hmm. So please let us know if there's anything that you would like us to talk about um, in the future. Absolutely. Well, everybody, take care. Thank you for tuning in. And and one final plug: uh, February seventh was International Star Wars Podcast Day, and the Black Spire Podcast is actually going to be featured on that. They have their own uh, Instagram page that is the um, place you can find that information so please take some time to check that out as we're just trying to celebrate international star wars podcasting it's really cool that they're taking the time to feature us so uh, check that post out when it comes out and thank you for tuning in to the black spire broadcast you are not alone there is hope and remember the force will be with you always always